Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everybody, and happy new year. I hope that your holiday season was beautiful and amazing and that you got time to spend with friends and family and enjoy all the delicious food. And here we are in January 2022. I can't believe it. Time seriously is flying. It is so insane. And I never thought that I would be kicking off the new year with the very first episode talking about my experience with COVID over the holidays. And so many of you know that I did get COVID over the holidays. And basically, I'm actually recording this on January 1st. And I've been at home for like two weeks and haven't seen family, didn't really celebrate Christmas or New Year's. Like basically last night, Gayton and I were in bed by 11 o'clock. And yeah, that was my holidays. So today we're going to talk about the symptoms that I experienced and I'm going to share some of the protocols and supplements and the things that I took. And the reason I'm doing that today is because when I posted about it on Instagram, Literally in the history of me using Instagram, I never received so many messages, like hundreds upon hundreds. I was probably in the thousands, actually, which obviously I can't get back to every single request. And I had so many people asking about my symptoms and what I was taking and where you can get ivermectin. And we're going to talk all about that today. And then I had also posted this image of my scores from the aura ring. So I wear an aura ring and it tracks like your readiness and your sleep and your heart rate variability and your temperature and all that fun stuff. And I had posted an image of my scores because my readiness score on the very first day that I got COVID was 18. That may not mean much to you if you don't have an aura ring and you don't track, but like normally it's in the 80s, like high 80s. So 18 was like, wow, just significantly low. And so I had posted that and everybody was like, oh my God, what app are you using? And it's the Aura Ring app. So if you're wearing the Aura Ring, then of course, you know, it connects to the app and then it tracks everything for you. So I've had my Aura Ring since, I think since 2018. I think I ordered it in 2017 and it was such a delay to get it because like they were in the process of making them. So it was a pre-order and then yeah, I got it in 2018. So I've been wearing mine for a really long time, but last year the battery basically like conked out on me and so I would charge it and it would only, like the charge would only hold for maybe like 30 minutes. I waited till they launched their newest ring and I ordered that. So I just got it probably about a month or so ago. So yeah, so FYI, that's where all that data was coming from, was from the Aura Ring. So before we officially dive in, two announcements that I wanna share with you today. If you're listening to this in real time, then our Metabolic Reset sale will be ending January 7th. So come join us because we're kicking off as a community on Monday, January 10th. So I'm really excited for that. And this will actually be the very last time that we do our reset live. So in eight weeks, 
you will be able to connect with myself as well as Coach Nadine in our private metabolic reset group. There's a weekly Q&A and coaching call each week. So you can come ask us your questions, whether it's in relation to the reset or anything else that's top of mind that you want to dive into and want some support around. We've got delicious meal plans, delicious recipes for you, and you can do anything for eight weeks. Really, it is only eight weeks. And I think some people have got a lot of questions about it over on Instagram and people were like, are we not eating gluten? Are we not eating dairy? No sugar, things like that. And yes, we're cutting out gluten. We're cutting out grains as well. And the real approach for the reset is going low sugar. So we do a higher fat, lower carb approach. And the reason we're doing that is because again, it's temporary and it's a reset. So many of us do rely on grains pretty heavily. And I also think there's some people who still have not dove into giving up gluten and listen I get it it's sometimes not the easiest thing to do but it's one of the greatest things you can do for your health and to really just give that opportunity to your body to really reset and lower the inflammatory load so really the purpose of our reset is you're eating an anti-inflammatory diet you're getting in some really healthy fats because fats are the basis of hormonal health good protein sources moderate to lower carbohydrates you can still eat them we're just doing lower and then obviously lots of hydration we list out supplements all kinds of stuff and you're going to get the support and the accountability and your questions answered and just be a part of a really epic community so i'm really excited for it i love kicking it off every year and it's currently on sale it's only 99 dollars to join so all of that for 99 it's a really awesome steal and just head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash metabolic reset and at checkout make sure you enter the coupon code ready to reset and then that will save you 50 dollars, and you'll get it for 99 dollars, and you have lifetime access to it so you'll always have access to the materials and we would love to have you join us so that would be really great and then last announcement is on january 17th i am kicking off a five-day business training so if you are not yet a member inside the holistic business collective facebook group you can just search it up on facebook come join us in that group and for five days we're going to dive into content creation and getting more clients and sales and all the things that you need to really grow and build and scale an online business i know that we have lots of practitioners and entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast and i always get lots of questions about building a business and growing a brand and so whatever I can share with you in that five days to really give you some insight and support and some clarity so that you can go and take action. Because I think that's one of the things that really holds us back from moving forward with growing our business is that we don't really have the clarity. And so that makes it hard to take action. And we just don't know like where to start or like what do you do to actually get clients? How do you launch your online program? How do you grow your social media and your Instagram and your community? What is it that you actually post about? And how do you talk about sales in a way that doesn't feel slimy to you? I know so many women feel uncomfortable talking about sales and money. So we're going to talk about that over five days. And I'm really an open book. I really just pull the curtain back and give you guys an inside look into what it looks like to grow and build and scale your online business. And so I'm happy to share those resources with you. We also have a really great workbook that goes along with it. And it's free for five days. So if you're feeling called to come join us again, just join the Holistic 
Business Collective Facebook group. Search for that on Facebook and then come join us. So we officially kick off on January 17th and then you can join us in the Facebook group and then there will be links there and everything where you can grab the workbook. So you can join us there. Okay, so those were my two announcements. Just wanted to make sure I mentioned those. So let's officially dive in to COVID and the symptoms and all of the oh the grossness that literally I experienced for two weeks. So I really want to preface this conversation by saying that like I got hit really hard with it and not everybody does. And the purpose of me sharing this information is so that you can have awareness around it, but I don't want to freak you out because I think I know so many people are so scared of getting it and I fully understand that, but as long as you're taking care of your health, you're going to get through it, okay? You are going to get through it. We obviously know that, yes, people have died from COVID and there's a lot of underlying comorbidities that are associated with that and the best thing you can do that you can always do is optimize your immune system and support your health and manage your stress and do that as best as you can. And ultimately, we're all going to get it at some point. We are. And the whole time going through this experience, I just kept saying to myself, I'm building a robust immune system. I'm building natural immunity and building those antibodies. Like that was just one way I had to look at it because I was like really knocked out and it was the worst symptoms ever. And it really gets you down. Like it really does get you down. And so I was like just doing my best to reframe how I was seeing it, right? I was really trying to kind of take the positive outlook from it. And I'll be honest, it was very depressing. (laughs) Like when you're three, four days in and you're at your absolute worst and you like can't move and you're coughing up a lung and your head is killing you and you have the most intense body aches like you feel depressed like it's interesting how it impacted my mental health because for numerous reasons you can't do anything so you're on the couch like feeling like absolute shit and then it's the holidays you can't see your friends or your family which kind of sucks you literally can't do anything so you're sitting there and it's so easy to just think the worst and yeah, I kind of just was like really down and out for a few days. And so I had to just like constantly remind myself that like this too shall pass and this is temporary and I'm building a robust immunity and I'm going to get past this. I just have to like deal with the most uncomfortableness right now and it's going to go away. So that was just one way I had to reframe it. So the thing to keep in mind is, yes, I'm going to share everything that I went through in terms of like symptomatically, but again, keep in mind that Some people get it really mild. Like I've had many friends who got it and within 36 hours, they were much better. They had a fever, they had some mild body aches, a bit of coughing, and like literally 36 hours, those symptoms were done, they were gone. Not the case for me. (laughs) And I know not necessarily the case for everybody. So anyhow, symptoms and what really showed up for me and how it all started, and I should probably mention, in terms of where I caught it, I actually have no idea. I have no idea. I work from home and I don't really go anywhere, to be quite honest. I go to acupuncture twice a week. The week prior to getting COVID, like I was out running errands with Gaytan and going all over the city doing a bunch of stuff. And then we did go to a dinner party. We went to a Christmas dinner party, but it was only with two other friends. Like we went to their house. It was just the four of us. They did not get sick and they've been totally fine. So I have no idea. 
I know Gaetan goes into the gym a couple times a week. Like we have a training facility where he works with some clients one-on-one there. And there's also part like physio and osteo and all that stuff in there too and massage. So there's people coming and going and I don't know, maybe it was from there. Like maybe he brought it home and I caught it. I really have no idea where I got it. So it basically started for me on December 16th. I know the dates really well because I literally was counting down the days. So that week I was starting to feel a little bit off and I knew I was getting my period. So I was like, oh, it's just because I'm getting my period. So I'm feeling a little bit tired and yeah, just kind of tired. And so like Tuesday, Wednesday, kind of feeling a little bit like low and tired and kind of moving kind of slow. And then Thursday morning I woke up, I had a really bad headache and I had a really sore throat and I had really bad body aches. And that was kind of weird to me because I was like, okay, I don't normally get these sort of symptoms when I'm getting my period. So that was interesting to me. I was like, okay, I know I'm getting my period, but these symptoms seem like a a little bit more intense than usual. So I kind of didn't think much of it. And then of course, a couple hours later, I I ended up getting my period. So I was like, okay, so this has got to be period symptoms, but that's kind of weird because my throat hurts, body aches, like I don't normally feel this way. And then it was later that night where I was having like really intense body aches. I had chills. I remember sitting on the couch, like wrapped up in a blanket. I just didn't feel good. So of course it was a double whammy for me because I got my period and I got COVID all on like the same day. So when I went to bed that night, really didn't feel well. I was sweating like the whole night, had a fever, woke up the next day and it was pretty much full blown. And so I was coughing, I had a fever, and I had like really bad like head pressure, kind of like a headache, but not really. It was just this like pressure in my head. And the worst symptoms were actually my body aches. They were really intense. And so what ends up happening is you're depleted in your electrolytes, so your muscles ache even more. So I was trying to drink and replenish and drink all my electrolytes, but man, like they were the worst. It was so, so intense, my lower back my like neck, my shoulders, my leg, like everything, just the worst head to toe body aches that I ever experienced. And it was really hard to like get up and go to the bathroom and like just do anything. So I basically couldn't move. I was a total write off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and probably Wednesday. Like it was a good five ish days, six days of just those symptoms, like really bad. And I think on the third day, I literally sat on my couch and I started crying and I was like, oh my God, like this is legit the worst I've ever felt in my life. And I picked myself up, went upstairs, literally sat on the floor in the shower and just like let the hot water come down on me because that felt really good. And yeah, like that's when I felt the worst. That's when I was saying earlier about like the toll it takes on your mental health. Like, man, you can't do anything and you are feeling so much pain and discomfort. And so again, I just really had to like talk myself through it. I'm really lucky that at this time, Gaytan, he was fine at this time because he did catch it and I'll talk about that shortly, but he was fine during this time. And I'm so thankful for that because he took care of me, right? He was like making me food, taking care of things around the house and like all the things, right? Bringing me my supplements and my water and all that kind of stuff. So I'm thankful for that. And speaking of food, that very first week, so basically like from 
the 17th to like the following week later, I just didn't have an appetite at all, like no appetite whatsoever. And I did not eat a full meal in seven days. I would take a little bit of food, like I would eat a little bit of food because I was taking supplements and I was taking ivermectin and a lot of the stuff you wanna take with food and you also wanna be adequately hydrated as well. So that was really the only reason why I was eating because I knew I had to take all these things and I needed some food in me. So yeah, I would take like a couple of bites of food and that was pretty much it. Drank lots of bone broth because that was easy. And again, didn't really eat a whole meal the entire week. And I did lose my taste and my smell, which I still don't have right now. I'm actually drinking right now a decaf latte that I made. I haven't had coffee. I mean, it is decaf, but I haven't had it in over two weeks. And this morning I was just so like, I really want to have a latte. And it just tastes like water. (laughs) It's just water. Really doesn't taste like anything. I even used like the nut pods. I love the nut pods. They're like sugar-free, like a almond coconut creamer. And I'm using their holiday nog. And yeah, I can't taste anything. So there's that happened. I lost my taste and my smell a couple of days in. And the symptoms were basically, like I was saying, fever, really intense body aches, coughing, and like coughing up a lung. Like the coughing for the first few days wasn't so bad, but it started to get really worse as the week went on. And coughing to the point, like when you have to cough, it's not like you can hold it in, you have to cough. And it was like that, but like a hundred times more intense and I was coughing so much to the point where I would cough and it would feel like I was about to throw up and I never experienced that before it was really intense and then I was feeling like really hot really cold so sweating having chills just insanely exhausted like so tired and oh my god like I had crazy bags under my eyes like my eyes were just kind of black under my eyes and like just dark circles under my eyes but just like bags under my eyes just these bags that were like like my whole eye and kind of like cheek like cheekbone like just puffy those first few days oh my god looking in the mirror I was like oh my god like am I always gonna look like this is this gonna go away like I did not look good and A couple of days in, I would actually say probably like by day four, I started to experience some like GI issues. And so I was having really loose stools. And so whatever it was I ate or drank, even like if I had a little bit of fruit or bone broth, anything, like I was in the bathroom. So I definitely had a lot of GI stuff start to show up. And that seems to be pretty common with a lot of people. And I remember it really well because on day six, that was the day where it was the worst. I could not eat anything. I was in the bathroom for like hours straight. So again, I think a lot of people go through that and experience a lot of the GI issues. And so that kind of was like for two or three days, but one day specifically where it was just like pretty intense. And then as I started to feel a little bit better and I will talk about like supplements and all that in a minute but as I started to feel a little bit better like in terms of the body aches went away the head pressure went away the fever went away I was still coughing and I'm still actually coughing like I don't think I sound very great right now because I'm a tiny bit congested and I can still feel it a little bit in my chest like I'm definitely not 100% I'm not I'm like 90% better for sure but I'm definitely not 100% so as the week was going on and some of those symptoms were subsiding I ended up getting a really swollen gland like in my throat on the right hand side 
and uh, just really on the right hand side nothing really on the left just this really swollen gland on the right hand side and it was so swollen that like I could feel it up in my right ear so like my ear was killing me my throat was really hurting because it was so hard to swallow and that totally sucked because that actually happened later in the week and I was starting to feel a little bit better so I was getting a little bit more of like my hunger back on like day seven day eight but then I had this like really swollen gland so it was it just sucked to eat because it was painful so yeah that was no fun and what else yeah, that's a lot, right? It was definitely a lot. So it started off with a lot of coughing, body aches, fever, moved into some like GI issues, then like had the swollen glands and like the ear pain. And then I got a really crazy rash. And I don't know if that is a covid symptom per se or if it was from the ivermectin or I actually don't know what it was from, but I got a really bad rash. Like I woke up, I don't know exactly what day it was, like day seven or eight or maybe nine. And I woke up in the morning. No, actually this was at night because in the middle of the night I was super itchy. My legs were really itchy. And I remember that in the middle of the night and I just kept scratching them and I'm thinking, wow, like my legs must be really dry or something. Like this winter dryness is like, it's pretty bad. Like, so I actually got up, went to the bathroom and I rubbed some like oil on my legs and I went back to sleep. And then when I woke up that day, oh my God, like I was literally scratching my skin off. It was so, so itchy. And it was like my arms, my butt, my legs, like it was everywhere. And even a little bit on my face, like around my eyes. And it was mostly itchy on like my arms and my legs. And I'm like scratching and scratching. And then I went to go look in the mirror and I had massive red welts, like all over my body. It was just crazy. They were so big and it was like just the most intense itchiness and rash ever. And it was all over my body. And again, a little bit on my face. And so I was like, oh my God, here we go. Like how many symptoms can I experience in a week? This is crazy. Something goes away and I get a little bit better. And then this shows up and that rash was crazy. So I tried to hold out for like the day and by the evening time, it was so bad. I took a Benadryl and I only took it once and it helped for sure. It definitely helped. And then the following two days after that, I didn't take a Benadryl. I still had the rash and it was still really itchy, but it was a lot less. And then it kind of just went away. And then like even this morning, actually, I had it yesterday morning. I kind of had it like not necessarily the rash per se, but the itching. Like I've definitely had that. So it's been kind of coming and going. It's not as crazy as it was on the first day I got it because that day was like, like I literally thought I was going to rip off my skin. But yeah, so it's been a lot better. Just there, still kind of lingering a little bit. So that's what that looked like. <laughs> and like I said, I'm not 100%. I definitely am going stir crazy, not gonna lie. Like I've literally been at home for two weeks and um, on the couch, watching movies, watching all of the things, like not doing anything and then trying to like not get so just stuck on like watching TV all day. And I was trying to read and that didn't help because I had a lot of pressure in my head. I'm like, I can't do this. And then these last couple of days, like I've definitely gotten a lot more of my energy back and I've just been like, what do I do with myself? Like, oh my God, 
I've been like cleaning the house and organizing my office and like reorganizing cupboards in the kit. Like I just didn't know what to do with myself. I needed to do something. I was literally going stir crazy. Even today I'm like, literally what the hell do I do with myself? I'm just going crazy. Like I'm at home, haven't been able to see anybody, didn't really get to celebrate anything. I'm kind of losing my mind a little bit. So again, reframing it and seeing the positive. And it just means that we will get to celebrate it all in January, which is great this month. And we'll get together with family and it's all good. And we'll pick a day this month, get together with Gaytan's family, get together with my family and celebrate. We've got all their gifts wrapped and under the tree and I can't wait to give it to them. And yeah, so it's just kind of been sucky <laughs> because you kind of are like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I've done nothing for two weeks, but it is what it is. I needed to rest. And I have to be conscious of like not overdoing it because it probably will keep me from getting better. So I have to really be conscious of that. But I'm just at a point where I'm like, I can't keep sitting on this couch and I have to move. And I haven't been able to lift weights because I've been really weak and still feel pretty tired. And I lift weights like at least four days a week. So not being able to do that just totally sucks. And for the first week, like I obviously, I was on the couch and couldn't do anything. But for the past like four or five days now, I've been like walking Molly in the morning and walking her at night. So I've been going for like 30 minute walks twice a day, which has been really great. The weather has been really mild, which is really nice. I don't think I'd be enjoying the walks if it was like minus 20 outside, but it's been like five, six degrees, which has been great. So that's been really nice. Like just being able to at least go for a walk twice a day. And Gaytan is sick. So he got it. The first week where I had it really bad, he was fine. Like he had a few days where he kind of felt a little bit tired, had a bit of like an itchy sort of throat, but like he was totally fine. And then it really wasn't until like three days ago, maybe four days ago, it hit him, like fully hit him full force. He pretty much had like a lot of the symptoms that I had. He just didn't have the body aches, but otherwise he got it pretty bad too. And he's just been like sweating through his clothes most nights like waking up in the middle of the night and having to just totally change his clothes we actually have been sleeping in separate rooms he's been sleeping in the guest room because we were trying to avoid him you know getting sick obviously that's hard when you live in the same house and also at nighttime like i was coughing up a lung and which would impact him sleeping so i wanted him to sleep so we've been sleeping in separate rooms and trying to at least help each other get some good sleep so one person isn't disturbing the other but anyways he got it so he's definitely on the mend today like today he looks a lot better he's feeling a lot better his was definitely a lot shorter than mine <laughs> i had mine for like i think it took me like 12 days fully before i started to feel a little bit more like myself and had a little bit more energy come back so it definitely took some time Okay, ladies, I quickly want to interrupt our episode today and talk about chocolate, but not just any chocolate. I want to talk about the new superfood chocolate bars from Eaton Hemp. They have just launched these delicious super crunch bars that are organic, gluten-free, non-GMO, kosher, vegan, and rich in omegas. They're also dairy-free and they are also soy-free. So I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely love crunch in a chocolate bar or any sort of bar. And in these bars, they have added in their 
crunch hemp seeds and I love them. I love using their hemp seeds like in salads or I will sometimes add them to a granola or top them on, on my smoothie. So you've probably heard me speak about their hemp seeds before. These are different than the hemp hearts, which you're probably familiar with. So hemp hearts are a little bit softer, but the toasted super seeds, they actually have like a real crunch to them. So that's what you're gonna find inside these delicious super crunch bars. Ingredients are super clean. And like I said, they're organic, they're gluten-free, they're dairy-free, they're soy-free, and they are all completely plant-based. And I am so excited for them. If you're looking for something crunchy and delicious and also that has really good quality chocolate, they use an 81% dark chocolate, definitely check out the Super Crunch Bar. So you can head to eatenhemp.com. You can use the coupon code HEALTHYHORMONES at checkout and save 20% off. And before we head back to our episode, I just want to give a really big shout out to some of those listeners who started using the Healthy Gut Supplements. So many of you reached out to me on Instagram. And there's quite a few of you that started with the Holozyme, the HCL Guard, and the Tributerin X. So if you have been dealing with uncomfortable diarrhea and constipation and gas and bloating, heartburn, if you have underlying autoimmune conditions that's been causing a lot of debilitating pain, you can restore your gut and literally transform your life by incorporating some of the healthy gut products. They truly are fantastic. And some of you have taken on using basically like their three-step system. And thank you so much for reaching out and letting me know how they've been for you. I know that they have been really helpful for me and they played a really big role in supporting my overall gut health and my digestion. So I'm really glad that you guys have reached out. You can head on over to healthygut.com and learn more about their products and you can use the coupon code healthyhormones. It will save you $15 off. In fact, I think if you go to healthygut.com forward slash healthy hormones, the discount will be applied there and all the info is there for you. So definitely check them out. And thanks again for reaching out to me and letting know how they've been working for you guys. All right, let's get back to our episode. Okay, so let's talk about supplements. And here's the thing, just because this is what I took doesn't mean this is what you need to take. And I actually have a lot of this stuff on hand, so I get how it can get expensive going out there and buying all this stuff. And if you go to the FLCCC website, which is basically the Frontline COVID Critical Care Alliance, just Google FLCCC protocol, and their website's really great. They have all kinds of stuff in here about like how you can get ivermectin. They have protocols listed out about all the supplements and even medication and things that you can take. They have a whole directory on here of doctors who are prescribing ivermectin, although I believe that's only for the US. So sorry to my Canadian friends. I do not have a contact for ivermectin. Gaten and I were lucky enough to get connected with a doctor back in the summer and he was prescribing ivermectin and what's the harm in going to get it and get some prescription for it just to have it on hand. And luckily we did. So we did go and see him in the summertime. We got a prescription for it, but he is no longer practicing. So I don't know where else I would get it and I have nowhere to send anybody. So that was a big question that everybody was asking. So I really don't know. It's definitely something I'm still trying to figure out and research to see if we can get more. So on the Friday when it hit me full blown, I took ivermectin that day and I took it for five days. I maybe could have taken it for a little bit longer, 
basically with ivermectin, it is the main, I don't want to necessarily say main drug, but it's basically used as both a preventative and a treatment agent. And it's been like very widely accepted and researched and recommended by many physicians, but not all physicians are going to be able to prescribe it. It really is ridiculous how hard it is to get a prescription for it. And we don't hear much about actual support. Like what do you do when you're sick? There's just not a lot. Now, again, the FLCCC has a protocol guideline laid out and I'm not going to go through the whole thing because you could just go on their website. They list out different medications, but they also list out like taking zinc and vitamin D and melatonin and vitamin C and B vitamins and things like that. So it's actually really great. They list it all out there and break it all down for you. And like omega-3s as well. They talk about all about it there. So you can just literally go on their website and print out the protocol. And then they even have like a whole pharmacological therapy for COVID based on the stage of the illness. So like what's worked and what's failed. And that's all listed out there. So you can just go on their website and it's all listed there. So you can definitely follow that. I definitely did a lot of their suggestions as well as adding in a lot of my own protocols. And again, ivermectin, it's hard to say, like a lot of people were like, did it help you? I took it for five days. I was the worst during those five days, but did it maybe stop from getting worse after those five? M- maybe, I-, I don't really know. Like maybe that's why Gaytan, his didn't last for so long because he actually took his before he got sick. With ivermectin, you basically want to start taking as, as soon as possible and you don't want to take it too late or it really doesn't work very well. So the point is to take it as soon as possible. So I did, I did take it as soon as possible, but he started taking his ivermectin about two, maybe three days before it fully hit him. And he's been going through it like pretty bad for about three-ish, four days. But I think maybe because he started it a lot earlier, it didn't last as long as it did for me. So with ivermectin, if you do have it, you want to take it with fat. That's really important because it needs the fat for the absorption and the assimilation. So make sure you're taking it with fat, like olives, olive oil, avocado, something. You need it to be like really taken with something really rich and fatty. So just an FYI. Also the dosing, it's all listed online. You can also see that on the FLCCC website, but the dosing is different based on your body weight. So I probably could have taken a little bit more because I think they've been upping the dose and the dosing has changed over time. So I definitely, now that I think about it and looking back, I probably could have taken a little bit more. And then also I should mention too, that in terms of testing, like I just did a rapid test. Number one, I was in no condition to go out and do a PCR test, but the CDC is actually withdrawing the use of the PCR test for COVID. So they announced that last week. I'm just actually reading it here. I just pulled it up. The CDC will withdraw the emergency use authorization of the PCR test for COVID-19 testing. The CDC finally admitted the test does not differentiate between the flu and the COVID virus. So this is online. And there was a whole statement that they released. And the rapid test and the PCR test are really not the best diagnostic tools. There's so many false negatives, so many false positives. So at the end of the day... I had the rapid test and I thought that's what I'm going to take and that came back positive and based symptomatically of what I was going through, it seemed pretty obvious that I had it. And same with Gaytan, he did the test as well on like that very first day where he was feeling his worst and he also tested positive. And leading up to that, he tested as well and he was negative. So again, it's hard to say if those were 
absolutely correct, but that's what we had access to. And so that's what we used. Okay. So in terms of supplementation and protocols, again, go on that COVID19criticalcare.com. So you can go on that website and all the information is there. If you want to look at the protocols and the things that they've mentioned and suggested, and so what I took, so yes, I took the ivermectin for five days. I took NAC, N-acetylcysteine, which I'm still continuing to take, and I will take that probably ongoing for quite some time. N-acetylcysteine is really good for any sort of like chronic bronchitis, and it's really great for protecting the lungs. So as we know, a lot of people are coughing and there's like a lot of mucus buildup in the lungs and that will obviously impact your breathing. And I didn't actually have like real shortness of breath. I had it pretty mildly, but I know some people get it really intensely. So the NAC is really great for that. And it's something that you don't have to take when the symptoms show up, you can actually take that starting now because it's a really powerful antioxidant as well. So N-acetylcysteine, I took probably 3000 milligrams a day. So the capsules that I have, I think they're 500 milligrams. So I did like two, two and two, so six capsules and I just broke it up in the day. So I took that. Another thing that I was taking fairly regularly, and this is a hard one to kind of break down for you guys because it is so symptomatic based is homeopathics. So I would literally have a call with my homeopath for the first like four days I was calling her. We would get on the phone for like 10 minutes and I would be like, okay, here's the symptoms that are showing up. Here's what I'm feeling. This pain moved here and the cough is now dry versus wet. And she would be like, okay, you need to go take this. And the thing with homeopathics is that it is very based symptomatically. You might have a dry cough and that's going to be one homeopathic or somebody else might have a wet cough and that's a different one. You may have body aches in your lower back and that's going to be a specific homeopathic. You might have body aches in your legs and that's a different homeopathic. You may have where the pressure or your headache is showing up. That will be different homeopathics based on that. So it's really hard to say what homeopathics you can take because I was like, pretty much on it with her every day, letting her know like what was shifting. And then based on that, she would give me a protocol. And then Gayten would basically go out to the store because we have a really great health food store that's like 10 minutes from us and they have tons of homeopathics, which is really great. And so he would go out and grab them. And then I would just take them based on her suggestions. So what I can recommend with homeopathics is for body aches, Eupatorium 200C, that is specific for body aches, and then Oscillococcinum, and I know that sounds like a crazy name, but that one is specifically for like golden flu, and so that's kind of like a the generic homeopathic that if you go to the health food store, that's an easy one to just kind of grab because it's meant for the general public. So if you're feeling kind of feverish and body aches and like feel something coming on, the acillo is really good for that. So you could definitely pick that up and then you could just follow the dosing on the box for that. It comes in this like little sort of pellet. They're little pellets and it will just tell you dosing of, of what you should take. And then there's the eupatorium that's separate and you can do 200C for that, for the body aches. But I have like, I don't know, eight, maybe nine different ones that I was moving through for like my head pressure, for my coughing, the dosing was changing. So again, it's hard to say what you should or shouldn't take because homeopathics are very specific. And the thing that's challenging is that as your symptoms change, the remedy will change. And 
I get how not everybody is going to go rush out to the store and go buy homeopathics every single day. I, I get that. Like just, it's not as easily accessible. So I totally understand that. But the two that I just mentioned, those could be really helpful to have on hand. And then I think there's Roxalia, which is from Boyron. And those are little chewables and that's for cough. So that could be something that's really good to have on hand. I have that one on hand. I always have lots of homeopathics on hand, but I definitely have a lot more right now. So that's my suggestion there in terms of homeopathics. I did use a nebulizer for basically that very first week where my symptoms were the worst. So you could just you know, order one online or pick one up at your local drugstore. So it's a little nebulizer and you basically, well, at least the one that I have, you just kind of put this little mask on it and then you attach the mask like around your ears. And then you're basically like holding this nebulizer up to your nose and your mouth. And I put in 3% hydrogen peroxide. So if you're going to use the hydrogen peroxide, you have to make sure it's 3% dilution. And my nebulizer, the capful, holds 10 mils. And I probably did like not even five mils of hydrogen peroxide. And then I just filled the rest up with like some filtered water. I bought that nebulizer actually back in November because I had a really bad head cold and I used the hydrogen peroxide, but I put like, all of the 10 mils of hydrogen peroxide and it was so strong. So I learned my lesson. That was just like way too intense for me. So I just now put like a little bit, like anywhere from three to five mils of the hydrogen peroxide. Then I fill the rest up with water. So there's a full 10 mils in there and then you turn it on and it's almost like it's steaming and you're just breathing it in. And you just do that for like 10 to 15 minutes, maybe twice a day or something like that. So I did that every day for a good seven days and that was great. It helped a lot. So what would happen is I would like turn the nebulizer on. I would sit there for like a minute and then I'd have to like sneeze and blow my nose and like everything was just coming out of me and then turn it on again and like sit there for a couple minutes. And then again, same thing. It would like all just kind of come out of me and I'd have to stop and blow my nose. So it's a bit of a process, but the great thing is it's breaking things up and it's just like getting all of that mucus out, which is what you want. So that was really great. Electrolytes, I take the drink element, L-M-N-T. I take those. I always have those on stock. Probably in the past like three months, I kind of got introduced to this brand, maybe three, four months. And I think I've mentioned them before on the podcast, but they're like, they're super salty. There's like a thousand milligrams of sodium and there's potassium and some magnesium. And they just got like a really great ratio and especially if you are sweating you're depleting yourself of electrolytes and then that depletion is what impacts your muscles and why you feel those body aches so intensely so drinking the electrolytes every day is so 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 important and just staying hydrated of course is really key but it's not just the hydration that you need, it's the salt so and those minerals. Electrolytes, homeopathics, NAC, ivermectin, nebulizer, and then I kind of regret it, but I did take for two nights in a row, I did take like an Advil cold and flu nighttime because I just needed to freaking sleep. And like I would nap and sleep a lot throughout the day, and then at nighttime, like my symptoms were the absolute worst and my body aches were so intense and I'm like coughing up a lung at night and like I just needed to sleep. So I did that for two nights in a row. And here's the thing, if you have to take it, I totally get it. Like when you're at your worst and you are just feeling shitty, 
I get how you're going to want to rely on these things, but I was really conscious of not taking a lot of it because what happens is, so with anything like Tylenol or Advil or even aspirin, it's just pushing that viral load even deeper. And so a lot of people take these things because they're trying to get rid of a fever, but now you're suppressing the fever and you want that fever to break because that's what's actually helping you to kill the virus. It's killing things off in the body. That's what a fever is meant for. Now, I totally get it if your fever's like over 105. I understand that. But that's when you want to like go into a warm bath and just really help your body bring that fever down naturally. Peppermint oil in the bath can be really helpful for that too. So Again, I'm not telling you what you should or should not take. I am just sharing what I have taken. You will have to make that decision for yourself of what you take. The thing with Advil, and again, with even aspirin and Tylenol, what happens is that it also like really destroys your hydrochloric acid. So as somebody who has kind of been through the ringer with digestion issues and earlier this year, H. pylori and trying to clear that up, I like earlier this year was dealing with a lot of like acid reflux, like heartburn type issues. And so what happens is now I'm taking Advil, which is depleting my hydrochloric acid even more. And sure enough, there was a couple of days where I was having like really intense, like acid reflux because I was taking the Advil, which just wasn't working for me. Like, sure, it helps symptomatically. And I, again, I get why you might want to take it, but you know, on the flip side, there's a cost to it. And for me, I was getting definitely like that acid reflux heartburn issue showing back up again because the Advil was just depleting the hydrochloric acid. And your hydrochloric acid is like your first line of defense to protect you against different like invading organisms and to also support your digestion and help you break down your food. And so there was a good few days where like it was just really uncomfortable. And again, here I am dealing with all of these nasty symptoms and now having to experience this heartburn, I was like, oh my God, it's just so not worth taking Advil. So I kind of like, of course, looking back in hindsight, I get it's so easy to be like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And again, like you have to do what makes sense for you. And I get like when you're like right in the middle of it and your symptoms are at their absolute worst, like you just want to take anything to feel better. And the challenging thing is a lot of these supplements You're not just going to take it and instantly feel better. You're just not. And so I had to just, this is the thing that probably nobody wants to hear, but it's like, you just have to let time, you just have to let time do its thing. And it sucks because you feel like shit. You just want to get better and you want to take whatever it is just so the symptoms can go away. And again, I fully respect that, but I really had to just like be conscious of not overdoing it with that and just sitting with it and sitting with the discomfort and taking all my things and my homeopathics and all of that stuff. And the thing is, everything did work because every day I was getting a little bit better, a little bit better, and the symptoms were changing and the symptoms were moving, but it sucked 
totally. It totally sucked and I don't wish it on anybody. So another product that I also used was this product called Respiractin. And I remember many, many years ago when I used to be a sales rep, this was actually one of the products that we sold that was in our catalog. So Respiractin is really great for relieving sore throats, very good for soothing your sore throat. It actually has clinically proven ingredients. So you could take more for like an acute condition. So if you do get COVID, then you probably want to do something like two tablespoons morning and evening. And so that could be really great. They also have a product that's called Deep Lung Cleanse. I'm not currently using that, but I definitely have heard some really great things about that. And if you found that you have some underlying like lung issues going on and perhaps maybe need some additional support that could be a really good product to use and you can actually use them together so you can use the deep lung cleanse and you can use it with the respiractin together so the respiractin is a liquid it's kind of like a cough syrup sort of and you just take two tablespoons twice a day so that worked really well i didn't have that initially on hand i think i had some other cough syrup from Pasco. Yeah, I had the Pasco cough syrup, so I used up what I had there, and then after that, I used the uh, Respiractin. And then another thing that I really wanna mention is how you can regain your sense of smell and taste. So basically, it's olfactory training or smell training, and it's kind of like a rehabilitation protocol that helps you to regain your sense of smell after you've had an illness or some sort of injury. And basically what it involves is smelling four different scents or essential oils twice daily. And the thing to keep in mind is that your sense of smell isn't going to return immediately and it does take time. So it's been really interesting because I can't taste anything and there's a few things that I could smell. Like I could smell lemon essential oil. Like I mentioned, I'm drinking a coffee, but I can't taste it at all. It basically tastes like water. I made this like massive casserole dish the other night and it was basically like some gluten-free pasta and spinach and some cheese and sausage and all kind of mixed in there and then I baked it in the oven and the thing that sucked was like I made this massive casserole right it was like I guess the day before Gaten got like really sick so I was like perfect I'm gonna make this casserole we'll have it for dinner for the next few nights and then he the next day basically got really sick and he lost his sense of smell and taste and his hunger as well. So basically there was this massive casserole that I had to eat for like basically an entire week, and which was totally fine. But it was weird because I couldn't taste anything in it. And then a couple of days ago, I could taste like the sausage. It was just like Italian sausage. And I, that's all I could taste in it. I couldn't taste the other ingredients, but I could taste the sausage. And then this morning I made a chocolate chip pancakes and I could taste the chocolate. I couldn't taste anything else in it, but I could taste just a little hint of the chocolate. And it really like, it messes with your head because like you think you're tasting something, but it's mainly just because you're seeing it. So like it it totally messes with your head. But basically a way that you can help to regain your sense of smell 
is to use essential oils. You could totally use things like garlic and onions, like things that smell pretty pungent, but there's actually studies that show essential oils. They're used to treat the loss of smell and the oils, I think specifically that were studied, you can use any oil essentially, but I think some of the ones that were studied were rose, eucalyptus, lemon, and clove. But there's so many other oils that would be suitable. So don't feel like you have to go out and buy all those, like use what you have at home. So basically this sort of practice, this retraining, it helps to strengthen the connection between the olfactory nerves and the brain. So what you do is you pick four different oils and you smell them every single day. So morning and night, what I've been doing is I just sit there for five minutes. I smell the oils in the morning and then I smell them at night. So I just smell them right out of the bottle. Alternatively, you could put them on like a cotton ball and then bring the cotton ball like to your nose and like inhale it. So if you don't want to like put the bottle too close to your nose, you can do it that way. But it's so wild how I've been kind of rotating the oils. I have, I've been using eucalyptus and lemon and frankincense and peppermint, but I was also smelling like lemongrass and basil. And like these oils are strong. It's crazy how I literally have the bottle of basil essential oil like right up into my nose and I cannot smell it at all. So Gaten and I have been joking that like, since we can't smell anything, like what if our house smells really bad right now and we just don't know it? So that's a possibility. Like I've been cleaning the cat litter every day and taking the garbage out and all of that. But I'm like, oh my God, like what if we really can't smell something and like it smells really bad or like something in the fridge doesn't smell good? Like, I don't know. Like we really have no idea. So I guess it's been a good thing that no one has been coming over because our house could smell pretty bad. So Anyways, that is how you retrain your olfactory nerves and your brain to basically smell again. And again, it's going to take some time, so you have to be patient with it. I started smelling lemon essential oil. I could smell the frankincense just a little bit, but outside of that, I really can't taste or smell anything. So it really does kind of suck because it's so interesting. The very first week when I was like at my worst... And like, I didn't eat anything, just nothing. And then I regained my appetite and like, it's back with a vengeance. <laughs> my appetite is insane right now. And I think it's a combination of like, number one, having been a little bit depleted from the week prior, but number two, because I can't taste or smell anything, I almost feel feel like I'm not satisfied. It's almost like I keep trying to eat because I keep thinking like the more I eat, I'm going to like taste something. I don't know. It's really weird, but my appetite is crazy. So I've been eating a lot these past few days and just need to be a little conscious of that because maybe I'm overdoing it. But yeah, that's definitely one sort of trick that you can try to help regain your sense of smell. So definitely try it out and I hope it works. And if it does, let me know, connect with me over on Instagram because I'd love to know if you're trying this. And then the last thing that I will mention is there's a product, it's a cold and flu tea. It's by a company called Herbion, H-E-R-B-I-O-N. And I always have this product on hand, always. It's just something we've always got in our cupboard. And the reason I love it so much is because it has white willow bark in it and white willow bark is basically like natural aspirin and it works really well. So if you have a fever and you have pain and you have all of that, the white willow is so, so good for that. So it does work as like a natural aspirin and when you drink it, it definitely helps with like coughing, 
helps the lungs and it helps with a lot of the body aches. So I love that product so much. It's got white willow and Indian gooseberry. There's some menthol and eucalyptus and licorice and fennel, some valerian in there, which is really great. So it's very calming for the body. I'm a really big fan of it. I love their product so much. And again, every time I feel like something coming on or I just feel a little bit off or something like in my throat, anything, I always make myself one of those cold and flu teas. So Gayton and I have been drinking that anywhere from two to three times a day. And I just use their regular one. I think they have like a lemon flavor, which I've never tried, but I just use their regular one. And it's just like these little packets and they're like granules and you just open the packet, put it in your mug, pour hot water and it all dissolves and then you just drink it. So really big fan, love that product so much. Now, in terms of moving forward and what I'm currently taking, I can always dive into that in another episode, but I am still continuing to take the NAC, my electrolytes, I am currently supplementing with a product from Canprev called Immuno Multi. And the reason I like that one so much is because it has like all your vitamins in there, which is great, but then you have some really great antioxidants in there and just some really great herbs and things in there. So like there's curcumin, there's pomegranate, there's quercetin, there's green tea extract, N-acetylcysteine. So it has a lot of like really good antioxidants as well as like your multi, like all your kind of essentials that you would get in a multi. Now, the thing is, even though it does have NAC and all these other great ingredients, it's not a ton in terms of dosing. Like the dosing is low, but as a sort of generic, maybe preventative every day from a multivitamin standpoint, I'm currently taking that. So just to make sure I'm covering the bases and getting a little bit of extra support in there with some really good antioxidants. So I'm currently taking that, the Immunomulti. I've ordered some mushrooms. You guys know I love mushrooms. There's mushrooms in like the Organifi products and all of that is great. And I still use all of that, but I need like some real therapeutic dosing. So I've ordered some mushrooms. So those are on the way and I'll probably be loading up on some reishi. And I've been taking some liposomal vitamin C, which Canprav has a really great one. I'm taking my omegas and probiotics. So the probiotics, I'm not actually taking it in supplement form it's like a coconut kefir and you just take like a teaspoon of it and there's like billions of probiotic in there and i just prefer to do that because i already feel like i'm taking so many supplements so i'm just doing it that way from a food standpoint so that's kind of what i'm taking right now moving forward in terms of support and like i said i can always kind of dive into that in another episode if anybody wants me to sort of expand on that moving forward so that's it. That's what that currently looks like. That is what I took. By all means, you can always reach out on Instagram if you have questions, but there's just been so many. Again, we'll try to get back to as many as I can if there's anything you want me to expand on. But thank you so much for all of your amazing messages. So many kind, beautiful messages that I got. This is definitely something I don't wish on anybody, but at the same time, I recognize like we're all going to get it and building up that natural immunity is going to be really important and really powerful. And I hope that if you do catch it that you're not going to catch it as bad as I did and that you are going to recover quickly. I think one of the reasons why it really did hit me so bad, I mean, I guess it could be like whatever variant I caught. I have no idea because I don't think you can actually test that. But like at the end of November, near the end of November, I had caught a really bad head cold and I also did have some like pretty intense body aches. And that was a good like four to five days where I just didn't feel really good. And then right after that, I got my period 
And then because I was sick and I had a head cold and didn't feel so great, like my period, I I was kind of going into my period already feeling a little bit depleted. So there was like almost a good two weeks there where like, I just didn't feel very great. And then December hit and I was done. I was so burnt out and tired and my creative energy was just like non-existent. I really didn't feel like working. I was really tired and I was really just trying to like let go of this like pressure that I was putting on myself of like finishing the year strong and like let's do this and there's still a couple weeks left and getting all these things done and getting all the stuff off my plate because I had booked off two weeks for the holidays and so those first two weeks of December I was trying to like finish all the things and do all these things and it was just a lot and I was just like kind of hitting my breaking point and I was so tired and I'm just so done. I'm just so, so done and I don't want to work. And I remember just having the conversation with myself, kind of just saying, I think I'm just gonna like really take most of this month off because I'm really feeling it in my body. And then sure enough, I got COVID. So I had no choice but to rest and, and relax and do nothing. So there's always beautiful lessons that come out of being sick. I'm so grateful for my health. I really am. Even as bad as I caught it, I am just grateful at the resiliency And I just really don't want to take that for granted. And it's also a really beautiful lesson of like, maybe my immune system needs some additional support. I do so many things for my health, but I'm always looking at it from like an adrenal thyroid perspective because I've obviously dealt with so many issues with that, that I'm like, maybe I just need to up the ante a little bit with the immune support. And I've gone through a lot in terms of like, doing some liver cleansing and then some gut cleansing and again supporting thyroid and adrenals so i'm just like maybe this was just a really beautiful lesson in like just upping the ante on some daily immune support and i also do a really terrible job of taking my daytime supplements like i take my nighttime supplements like my 5-htp and my magnesium i'm really good at that and i do take like thyroid support and adrenal support during the day but there's a lot of days where i miss Or like, not even necessarily, like I never miss my desiccated thyroid and I do take adrenal support every day, but it's things like my omegas and my probiotics, a lot of the stuff that's in the fridge, those are a lot of the things that I miss taking. So it's just things like that is just really being on top of it and just recognizing where I can kind of up the ante with my health. And so yeah, there's always beautiful lessons that definitely come out of this. The lesson of just like really being present Like, of course, I didn't want to go on social media or do anything like that or or work or anything like that. Like, of course, you have no mental capacity or physical capacity to even do that when you're sick. But just this feeling of like having to sit with it and sit with the discomfort and just be and let time do its thing and just really honor that. So a lot definitely came out of it in a great way. So I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for an amazing supportive community and all of your love. It really means so much. And again, I don't wish this on anybody. And I hope that if this episode can help in any sort of way in terms of some protocols and supplements that you can take or looking at your immune health in a different light, then I hope you know that helps in some sort of way. So Thank you so much for tuning in today. Again, if you have any questions or anything, you can connect with me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. I hope to see you either inside our reset program or maybe you'll be joining us for the five-day business training 
kicking off on January 17th. So thanks again, everyone. Have a beautiful day and happy new year. Again, we'll connect next week. Take care.